She's a broadcaster, sportscaster, newsreader. She's been a public relations advisor. She's an arts aficionado. You know her around the country. You know who she is. Her name is Anne Forward. And she's also, of course, just of late, been on the panel for the government recommending someone for the ABC chair position. But Annie, they didn't take notice of any of your suggested people. They went with Ida instead. They've ignored me again, Chris. I'm devastated. But what a brilliant appointment. There you go. I mean, if only I'd thought of it. <laughs> I mean, my God. So it's... you're with it? You reckon it's a good good decision, even though oh, she wasn't on your shortlist? Yeah, well, massive. I mean, I can't tell you who's on the shortlist. That's confidential. Oh, okay. But Ida, it's a genius appointment. It's taken all the wind out of all the heat off it. Uh, both sides agree. Basically, you can't take Ida down. This is sensational. Yeah, I reckon she's good. I, uh, look, we don't know. We're speculating here. But what do you think of my theory that they've just settled this this uh, dispute with uh, Michelle Guthrie over wrongful dismissal? It's all settled. There's obviously some money changed hands. It's going to be confidential. But do you think maybe Ida came in yesterday and said, you know, fair go. I'm the new chair. Let's deal with this stuff so we can move on. Ida has got, you know, decades of experience at this stuff. She knows, you know, where the bodies are buried. She knows about doing deals. She knows about setting course for a new era. She's launched new programs. She's launched new eras here. And I think rightly, before she gets her feet under the table, get in there and say, okay, let's tidy up a bit of this stuff, make sure that I start with a clean slate and... uh, on we go. And having that hanging around, it's it's the old era. This is the Ita era. I reckon she's the business. I suggested earlier on a song of the week. You're a ex-South Australian. I'm an ex-South Australian. And these ex-South <laughs> Australians really nailed it with this one. I believe, I believe what she said. And forward, uh, bopping away uh, in the studio. Now, the thing to fix the ABC, especially if they're going to get rid of all that green left bias, is the managing director's job. Any chance? Chris Kenny, whipping ball here. Here we go. Have you applied? Well, have you applied? They closed. Wouldn't they knock on my door? They'd be looking. Of course they would, Chris. They'd want you in there in a heartbeat, wouldn't they? Stop it. (laughs) <laughs> You've used them as the whipping ball. I think, though, that, uh, you know, easy does it. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see who they do appoint as the MD. Uh, the incumbent, the acting, is uh, well respected in there. But who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. I just want to bring in a caller here. George is on the line here about this lawyer X controversy. Just extraordinary stuff. George, what's your view? Uh, look, uh, Chris, I'd, I'd like to um, bring a bit of a conspiracy. Now, if I was one of the Tony Mockbells, and if I was in serious trouble, I got caught by the cops with all that sort of stuff. And if I was approached by this lawyer and he said, listen up, I'm an actually informant. If I inform and snitch on you, I guarantee you'll end up in prison. You're going to be in prison anyway. If I snitch on you, you'll be in there for a couple of years until this comes out and you'll be let off. That's a hell of a conspiracy theory, George. I don't know whether they were thinking that far ahead. We'll find out in the Royal Commission. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, going to catch up with Annie Forward a bit more and just talk about all the big issues of the week. I'm wrapping up the week with well-known broadcaster Anne Forward. And Anne, a very sad day today in the world of media and broadcasting, of course, with the passing of Michael Willisie. You knew him well? I did know Mike very well. In fact, I saw a lot of him in the early days and, um, well, in my early days, 
here in Sydney when I came up from Adelaide. But uh, I played a bit of tennis and have been known to sort of wield a racket a bit. Willow, we used to call him, Willow. He and liked he a bit was, of tennis, did he? And he was a good player, yeah, and mm. competitive and all that. Ian Chappell, a few of these guys used to play this. Um, we used to play the uh, Humpty Dumpty um, uh, tennis event and, you know, the Starlight Tennis oh, Foundation yeah, yeah, Charity the ch- Days. Charity and days yeah. Fantastic success with Nuke and all that lot. And... Um, Willow was always there, and he's the master of the pause, even in even in just general conversation. He'd look at you, and you know that silence. <laughs> yes. And then you try and fill it. Give you enough rope. <laughs> That's right. So a fantastic, you know, a good guy, uh, a good wit, uh, you know, a bit of a twinkle in his eye, look, always yeah. looking for a bit of humour and a bit of a laugh. We haven't seen his like again, really, from the way he really uh, did draw so much attention to his interviews, to his program, to that program. You know, we don't have that so much in the media anymore. Everything's a little bit more splintered. But let's, uh, I know this has been played earlier today, I think, on 2GB, but let's have a listen again to the way he sliced and diced John Hewson during the 1993 election campaign when John Hewson was proposing, among other things, a GST. Can I just ask you a simple question as an example of this? If I buy a birthday cake from a cake shop and and GST is in place, do I pay more or less for that birthday cake? Well, it will depend whether cakes today in that shop are subject to sales tax or they're not, firstly, and they may have a sales tax on them. Let's assume that they don't have a sales tax on them and that 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 birthday cake is going to be sales tax free, then of course you wouldn't pay, it would be exempt, there would be no GST on it under our system. If it was one with a sales tax today, it would attract the GST and then the difference would be the difference between the two taxes, whatever the sales tax rate is on birthday cakes, how it's decorated because there'll be sales tax perhaps on some of the decorations as well and then of course the price, the price will reflect that accordingly. But the key point is that uh, the, the average Australian will have more money in their pocket. Now, but just on the, just on the birthday mm. cake, I'll just try to pick a simple example. You tell us in what you've published that the cost of cake goes down, mm. the cost of confectionery goes up. That's right. And there's this- icing and maybe ice cream. And then there's candles on top of it. That's right. Now, that's the difficult. That's what I'm addressing in, in the question. To, to give you an accurate answer, I need to know exactly what type of cake to, to give a detailed answer. I mean, if it's just a cake from a cake shop that is not presently subject to sales yeah, tax, okay. it will not attract the GST. But isn't, isn't but that... If it is a cake shop, it's cake from a shop that has sales tax and it's decorated and candles, as you say, that attract sales tax, then, of course, we scrap the sales tax yeah. before the GST okay, would be imposed. It's just an example. Hmm. If the answer to a birthday cake is so complex, <laughs> you do have a problem with the overall GST. Oh, it's just ah. superb, Andy. I mean, he just lured him down that path, sucked him into all that pathetic detail, and then the killer point at the end. You know just that that you just can't explain it. Magnificent, and as Houston said very um, charmingly today, good questions, bad answers. Yeah, hello. <laughs> it was a shocking answer. <laughs> Apart from demonstrating what a brilliant interviewer Mike Willisey was, it demonstrated what a hopeless politician John Houston was. Then he just he didn't have a politician's instincts. And what a beautiful thing, you know, the art of good interview. 
interviewing and uh, good journalism is to lead your subject down that path. And uh, John just kept on coming. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> but do you think, when I was uh, thinking about this today, Chris, I was thinking about um, journalism and how things have changed. And I think Mike certainly was at the vanguard of this shift from where we were all a bit respectful, you know, lapdog. There's a there's a book called Feeding Frenzy that was published by Larry Sabato, Uni of Virginia, in the US. Anyway, lapdog journalists who just sort of said, oh, yes, sir, three bags full. Yes, of course. Then became watchdogs. So around the time of... Um, Oh, uh, Nixon Watergate and, Watergate and all that. And yep. Watchdogs. Now it's junkyard dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And, and I think, um, you know, how attack journalism transformed American politics. Well, we know it does here too. But Willisie right at the at the vanguard here, I thought. Yeah, he was an absolute watchdog. I tell you what, I reckon there's plenty of lefty lap dogs around in the, in the media <laughs> these days. I don't reckon the lefties get pulled up too often well, uh, on think, the public oh, broadcasters and the like. Yeah, but I think it's, um, it's about the skill in interrogation, actually, Chris. You know, whichever side you're on, you've got to try and extract yeah. information, puts people on the spot. Put some facts. Like ask people, for instance, how much their climate change policies might oh, cost. Oh, here we go. Climate change. <laughs> Back with Annie Uh-oh. Fullwood Uh-oh. in just a moment. Yeah, wrapping up the week with Annie Fullwood uh, today. I did mention uh, my breakfast with my seven-year-old son this morning. I don't know why I did that. Oh, it just popped that. into my head. But Jeffrey <laughs> sent me an email saying, give your son avocado, tomato and Vegemite on toast. Interesting combo. I bet my wife would love to try that. Or his other favourite, eggs on a pile of spinach with toast. The yolk oh. has to still be a bit soft, yes, he reckons. Sir. Yes, yes. Yes, Going through yes. the spinach-like sauce. Totally. Yeah. Ab- my favourite. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and keep buying avocados, everybody. I know plenty of fruit growers who grow them over in South Australia. Really? Thank you. They grow avocados on the Riverland. We they? do. Oh, well, there's a lot of them. And yeah. My son was asking over uh, over breakfast: Are they vegetable or fruit? Uh, I went with fruit. Ooh. Did I get that right? I think we're right. I think it's a fruit. Okay. Now we, uh, as you know, uh, Annie, I have uh, uh, song of the week here. I like to go song of the week. We've had uh, Ita, and you have suggested this as the song of the week. Clicking along now. Who, who are you picturing singing that this week? Christopher Pine. <laughs> I he's reckon out. He's a step. But he's always been happy in politics, that big smile and clicking his fingers even when it's been miserable. Totally. I mean, how how good is he when he said he was the fixer? Did you play that earlier? Yes, I heard the fixer did. thing. I'm a fixer. I'm a but fixer. But I think, you know, he's happy because he's um he's been in politics 25 years Uh the the managing director of the ABC applications closed today. What do you think? C Pine. You reckon he put MD. in for that? Could you imagine that? Oh uh, my goodness! Ida's first announcement oh. to the ABC staff is that the new MD is Christopher Pine. I'll tell you what, though, brilliant uh, TV career. He'd be great on television or on a ra- you know on a show. He's entertaining, articulate. Well, he's been doing that uh, Friday lunchtime show on Sky with uh, Richard right. Miles Pine and Ma- Have you enjoyed that? I do actually. I think that's very good. Miles. Very generous today. Yeah, very good, you know, complimenting him and so on. I mean, everybody's friends on the telly. Well, I've known him a long while, Christopher Pine. I, yeah. I don't know whether he's going to turn up and be my stable mate at uh, Sky News. You never oh, know. Well, Stranger Chris. things could happen. Chris mm. and Chris, we could host a oh, show together. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's uh, Look, a lot of people seem to think that his accent is a very Adelaide accent. Do you know anyone else in Adelaide who speaks like that? <laughs> 
<laughs> I probably do. You know, <laughs> hello, thank you. <laughs> you know my friend Margot and so on. Yes. Oh, well, Christopher, what do you anyway. think, though? Surely this is bad news for Scott Morrison with two oh. more ministers are going to announce their intention to go tomorrow. Craig Laundy, we're expecting to pull the pin soon. A lot of people jumping ship. My goodness. Uh, well, maybe it's time. I don't know. Maybe it's time people can move on and, you know, refresh, and that might bring more women in. It might be the case that more women come in. There'll be a new generation. It takes time to build. Uh, a couple of, um, uh, you know, a Labor government for a two terms, say, for perhaps. I mean, sure, you're who wishing, knows? You're wishing that on us for two terms. <laughs> I Well, I think uh, it's a possibility. Although, never don't underestimate uh, ScoMo. Don't underestimate Scott Morrison and the team. But he's lost a couple of warriors who can, you know, sound the bells and um, gather the audience and speak yeah. to the people. I don't know. I no mean, doubt I, that, uh, no doubt at all that Christopher Pine, love him or hate him, he's one of their most energetic workers and it's a big loss uh, for Scott Morrison. No doubt about that at all. Now, tell me about uh, one big event this week that I'd forgotten to mention at all and that is the Oscars. Did you oh. take much of an interest in that? Well, I did actually because I've seen a couple of the films, but I just I think I was saying to you off air, it's been a big week for people in their 70s in the news, whatever way you look at it. Well, Ida Buttrose has taken the chairmanship. She's 77 uh, uh, and go her. I think it gives yeah. hope to all of us. We think, yes, you know, you can relaunch your career. Uh, Willacy, unfortunately, Vale Mike and uh, condolences to his family, 76. Um Glenn Close, 71. Nominated, dressed in her gold. Nominated um, for Best Actress. Seven times, 70s. apparently. He's the, most, the, the, the least winningest. Most nominations for no wins. Is that right? That's a record, yes. Uh, seven, I believe. She's, and I think maybe it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, seven Academy Award nominations. Was it Fatal Attraction that scared us all away <laughs> and did her out of a, and we just thought, exactly. no, we can't. <laughs> maybe that's the case. It scared oh. us all off. She's, she'll always be remembered for that role, no doubt. And thanks for joining us. Really good of you to pop into oh, the studio. Great to see you, Chris. Thank you. And forward there. She'll be joining me uh, on my Sunday night show in Sky in a couple of weeks. Uh, look forward to that.